Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about in-sync communications. Sergei attacked the task of becoming a corporate executive the way he attacked anything new, with rigorous scientific curiosity. An M.D. with two Ph.D.s, Sergei had started a chemical company that had been bought by a pharmaceutical giant. Now under contract to that corporation, Sergei was determined to succeed as an executive, but it wasn't always coming easily. One piece of feedback I'd heard from a peer was, Everyone knows Sergei's a genius. We just don't know what the hell he's talking about. From one of his direct reports, I heard, We try not to ask him any questions because we know the answer could go on for, like, 20 minutes. Sergei was realistic about the feedback. I've never been good at getting my ideas across. Because English is your second language, I asked. Sergei had been born in Kiev. He laughed. I'm not good in Russian, either. That's why I work alone so much. But working alone here doesn't serve me well, does it? No, I agreed. As an executive, the only way you can get your work done is through other people. <laughs> in my company, the only way to get work done was through me. Do you miss it? I asked. I miss the speed. Here, everything takes so long. Mm, yeah. If you're going to get your work done through others, you have to talk to a lot of people. Which, it seems, I am not doing too well. He was right. That was what had triggered the coaching. Early in our conversations, Sergei and I were discussing his relationship with his peers. He thought there might be some good examples of his communication skills from his exchanges at a recent off-site he'd been at. He told me the facilitator had asked them to form small groups of four or five. Sergei ended up with two people he knew and two he didn't. I expected that next Sergei would tell me what the facilitator had asked them to do, or maybe something he had said. But he didn't. He began to describe one of the guys in the group in detail. He told me his name, his title, who he reported to, his reputation, his expertise. Halfway through that portrait, I wondered to myself, was Sergei going to describe each one of those four people at this level of detail? And if he did, I wondered, would I interrupt him or just let him go on? Well, sure enough, when he finished portrait number one, he began portrait number two. Now, I confess, I did not stay 100% tuned in. I was waiting for him to get back to the main topic, the exercise at the offside and his communication skills. Well, finally he did. He told me how frustrating it was talking with these guys, and yes, they happened to all be guys. He said, I thought they would understand about my lab and what they do, but they didn't, so they didn't know what I was talking about. They were interrupting me almost every sentence. I think they thought I was crazy, and to be honest, I thought they were a little stupid. Did everyone walk away feeling like that about each other? No, we got to talk again, and it was fine. They're not stupid. But... It's a good example of me not doing so well talking to people. He gave me more examples, too. Sometimes he assumed I knew more than I did and went zooming ahead faster than I could follow. At those times, I would either ask clarifying questions, 
or I would keep quiet, assuming I'd figure it out if it ended up mattering at all. Other times, Sergei would dive down a rat hole, drilling on details that drove us away from the original topic. When that occurred, sometimes I would half-tune out, like I had with the four portraits. But other times, I would give indications, and I mean fairly large indications, with vigorous hand gestures and head nods, to let him know I was ready to move on. But he didn't, at least not usually. And then, I'm glad to say there were also times when Sergei was an engaging, slightly snarky teller of stories. After giving me many examples of his communication style, he stopped. When we had first met, he had told me he wanted the coaching to be a master class about communication skills with him as the sole pupil. Now I saw him shift from speaker to student. What he wanted to know did I make of all that? I paused a second and then asked, Have you ever heard of the Blue Angels? He dropped his chin, looking at me over his glasses. He said, no, he hadn't. They're a high-speed precision flying squadron. They've been around since World War II, and they're still flying, but their jets are a lot faster now. Knowing I was leading him somewhere, he arched an eyebrow and gave a slow, yes. I said, their signature maneuver is done with four jets. It's called the Blue Diamond. He nodded for me to go on. One plane flies in front and one behind, the other two on either side. That's the diamond. And then they tighten up the diamond until the wingtip of one guy's jet is 18 inches from another guy's canopy. All four of them, practically touching. And get this, they're flying 400 miles an hour, 18 inches apart. Can you imagine? How do you know all that? He asked. A client of mine gave me a DVD about the Blue Angels. I'd followed them a little when I was a boy, but I had no idea how precise these pilots have to be. At this point, I stopped talking. I assumed he was going to ask me another question, and I wondered whether his question would take us back up to the main topic, his communication skills, or keep us on the subtopic, my analogy about the Blue Angels, or maybe drive us down into sub-subtopics like... Me as a boy, or the DVD, or the client. Here's what he asked. And why the Blue Angels? What does that have to do with anything? Aha, that was the main topic. Yay, good for Sergey. I answered, I'd like to start talking to you about your communication skills, as if you are a Blue Angel pilot. I want to talk about your speed as it relates to other people's speed. My speed? Of communicating? You mean how fast I talk? No, I mean how fast you travel through your topics. For example, you were telling me about your communication at the offsite. Great. I know about communication. I know about offsites. I was with you. Your speed matched mine. Great. So far, so good. And then you said small group exercise. And in my head, I hear a little ping, meaning, great, we're still side by side. Same speed. Keep going. Then you begin telling me lots of details about this one guy. And I felt suddenly like you had hit your air brakes and changed speed. We had been flying towards a destination called group exercise, but now you're zooming down a tunnel called everything about each one of these four guys at my table who I thought were stupid anyway. Our speeds didn't match at all anymore. You don't care about those guys? Well, if it's going to really matter to your main topic, your communication skills, then heck yes, I care. But I didn't think that information would end up mattering. 
and it didn't. He considered that and then said, I guess it didn't. Here's the bad news, Sergei. When you shift your speed like that, but I keep flying towards the destination, I leave you behind. That means I stop listening. That's what people say, isn't it? That I'm hard to listen to. And you think it's because I'm too slow. Or too fast, I said. I think you were too fast when you assumed those guys in your group knew about your lab. You zoomed ahead and they couldn't follow you. Sometimes I feel like you've zoomed ahead of me. When that happens, I start asking questions, which I know you don't like. So sometimes I don't ask questions, but then I'm just confused. He looked out the window a while, and then he said, I was at the wrong speed when I presented to the board the first time. They must have known your Blue Angel example because they said I crashed and burned. Since then, this fabulous woman named Maureen from Communications works with me on my presentations. She helps me get to the right speed. Well, I'm glad you're getting help, I said. What are you learning from her? What the board cares about. Well, that's perfect, Sergey. That's the Blue Angel analogy in a nutshell. As a communicator, your job is to set the speed and then maintain it. The only way to do that is to focus on the other person. What do they care about? What do they want to know? What do they know already? Are they ready to move on? There is no way I can know that every time I talk to someone. That would be impossible. Not really, Sergey, I said. I asked if he had ever noticed me gesturing, indicating that I was ready to move on. He asked if I had actually done that. He was surprised to learn that, yes, I had, and no, he had not noticed. That's what we're going to work on, I said. You need to know when your speed changes and you shoot ahead or drop behind. I continued, Remember I said you're going to communicate like a Blue Angel pilot? Here's the picture I want you to have. It's about how they practice. I leaned forward and lowered my voice as if someone were sleeping nearby. The day before one of their air shows, the pilots go in a room by themselves. They sit down and they all close their eyes. Then the lead pilot begins to speak. He says every single word in the exact way he's going to say it tomorrow. He gives every command at the exact interval. And with their eyes closed, the whole time every pilot moves his imaginary joystick in the exact way he'll do it the next day. They practice the entire show in real time there in that room, eyes closed, completely focused. They're imagining what they'll be doing and seeing when they're in the air. That's your job now, Sergei. You need to be connected to your listeners just like that. Guide us through your flight plan without losing us. If you change speed, you have a responsibility to see if we are still with you. So sometimes you'll ask, are you following me? Sometimes you'll know just by looking, and sometimes you'll need to do a little homework, like learning what the board cares about. We spent the bulk of our coaching helping Sergei become conscious of his main topic, his destination, and then maintaining his speed. If he changed topics, he had to make sure his listeners did too. Slowly, as they listened to him, people began to experience the look and sound of leadership. 
In my role as executive coach, I get to hear a lot of leaders address their teams at staff meetings and offsites. And I am sorry to report that most of these leaders, like Sergey, end up flying solo, losing their listeners. The goal of this episode has been to make you conscious, maybe make you self-conscious, about the people who are listening to you, whether it's your boss or your direct reports, whoever it is. It is not okay to talk in random order. And it's not okay to make leaps that you can see in your head but are invisible to us. Much of my work is focused on the sound of leadership. And so many of the more than 130 episodes of the podcast have focused on communication skills. If you are trying to improve how people experience you as a communicator, five other episodes you might listen to are Communicating with Clarity, Sorting and Labeling, Sounding Executive, Speed of Thought, Staying on Track. Those five episodes are great, but believe me, they are just the tip of the iceberg. If you search the podcast archive under the category Communication Skills, there are more than 50 episodes there that can help you polish how you communicate. You can find the archive of all the past episodes on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's.com. From the homepage, select the tab marked coaching tips. Of course, all the episodes are also available on iTunes and Stitcher, and when you're there, leave us a review. A whole bunch of new reviews went up this past month. They were great. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. When you're on the Essential Communications website, in addition to listening to or downloading the podcast, you can also download the tips as PDFs, and you can save those for yourself or forward them to others. Every month, more and more podcast listeners write to me and sign up to receive the email version of the coaching tips. If you want the email version of the tips, when you're on the website, just hit the subscribe button. It's on every page. To all of you who send me emails or who post a review, thanks. I am so grateful to be in touch with you. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.